Hello and welcome to the Odds Checker Betting Show. This is your St. Ledger Festival preview at Doncaster. Well, we're not at Doncaster, but the, the racing will be. Uh, I'm your host, George Ellick, and I'm delighted to be joined just by Andy Holding as we look ahead to a cracking Friday and Saturday of racing uh, at Donny. Uh, Andy, how are you? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, looking forward to this uh, four-day festival. Ending on a Sunday, which I think is the first time ever, mm. if I recall. Yeah, yeah, I think it's... You know, some better Sunday racing over this side of the RFC is no bad thing. No, why not? I mean, they have it a lot in France, don't they? They always have their mm. their best cards on a on a weekend, on a Sunday in particular. And over the jumps, for instance, you know, in the middle of winter, you know, your punches downs, your naces, navans, you know, they have all their graded race on a Sunday. So uh, why can't we do it over here? Much better. Yeah, too right. Um, how we're talking of Ireland? How did you find uh, Irish Champions Weekend last weekend? Yeah, okay. Yeah, to be honest, by and large. Um, the big race is a little bit of a disappointment. I thought Al Flaley was given a little bit too much to do by Jim Crowley. Um, a couple of jockeys got caught out of their ground, including Jim. But, uh, yeah, it was a worthy winner. And But, yeah, I found a few nice bets on the road. I was quite pleased with Rogue Millennium um, finishing second in that uh, in that uh, other, one of the big races to, to the good filly. Um, and, yeah, a lot of the other races went according to plan. The rain kind of like scuppered a few things on, on the Sunday. That wasn't... Yeah. Um, meant to happen uh, in the quantities it did, and we, we, you know, the city of Troy didn't run, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But um, yeah, by and large, um, Lumiere Rock winning was was a good result. So yeah, well, it was a winning weekend, which is the main thing. That is always the main thing. Um, and then looking ahead to, to this week at Donny, how do you normally fare at the St Ledger meeting? Well, I quite like the fact that it's soft ground, so we all know where we stand. I think the forecast is fairly inclement for the rest of the week, so I can't see it drying out too much. So it it kind of like closes down the parameters and, you know, you don't get like a 20 run affair where, you know, you can make a case out for 15 of them. I think, mm. you know, because you've got one extreme to the other, you, you should be able to whittle it down to a manageable, manageable numbers. And then course and distance form, preferably if you can add on top of that. Um, and then obviously the prices is the final icing on the cake or, you know, the kind of where, where you sort of like center your attentions around. So uh, I managed to do that in, in this uh, little segment we're going to be um, talking about. Yeah, let's get into it. We're going to be going through uh, the pattern races on Friday and Saturday at Doncaster. So the listed races and the group races uh, kicking off um, with the 150, which is the listed race, uh, the Flying Scotsman um, on the Friday. Um, before we do just, you know, these are going to be best prices we're, we're talking through from the odds checker grid to recording this kind of about half an hour before the first race or 40 minutes before the first race uh, on the Thursday. So about half past 12. Um so price is obviously subject to change, especially the Saturday cards where we've only just got final decks and the the, uh, the markets are somewhat embryonic. But um, yeah, make sure you do download the Odds Checker app uh, so you can go through this with us. Best prices, bookie offers, free bets and Andy's tips straight to the app every morning of racing. Um, yeah, so the 150, the listed race, Warrams is the 130 favourite ahead of Local Hero at 5-1, to one. Warm Spell 13-2, to two. Battle Cry 7-1. to one. Kingdom of Riches eight to one, uh, Dancing Gemini ten to one, Gushing Gold fourteen to one, Royals of Beale sixteen to one, Ice Max twenties, Power Mode forty to one, Andy ten runners. How do you see the fir- well the first race we're previewing the second race on the card? Yeah, well it's a, it's a race I've been sort of looking at um, quite a way in advance because uh, George Scott, um, who I did a little bit of work for, had uh, Granny Budgie had potentially entered up in this. Mm. He also had seven questions as well, but seven questions are now going to be. Uh, supplemented uh, for the Mill Reef instead. Uh, and when he was toying with the idea of running Granny Budgie, I said, well, 
the horses you want to avoid if they do run are War Rooms, Warm Spell and Dancing Gemini. Uh, <laughs> because they are entered, they came up on the entry um, column when we were looking at them. Um, I think it was, uh, would it be Wednesday? I think it was Wednesday morning, I think, yeah. Mm. Um, we decided to go to the nursery granny budging and let these uh, take these good cults take each other on. Um, and of the two, I think War Rooms and, and Dancing Gemini would be the two I'd concentrate on. War Rooms was hugely impressive when he made a winning debut over the course and distance, handling the soft ground in the process. So we know that he's got course and distance form on uh, the likely conditions which are going to be prevailing on Friday. Um, and he was very strong in the finish. And also he did a good time figure, for those of you that want to know where he stands on our sheet. Comes out particularly well. Not top rated. One or two others have had better chances of running bigger times than he has, but he's well up there already. And I think he's very much a horse that Connections will be hoping will make into a Group One horse further down the line. Something like the Futurity. Let's say, for instance, if he wins this, would be the natural stepping stone for him. Uh, and the other one out of the two is, or the three I mentioned, is Dancing Gemini. Um, only won a novice race last time at, at, at Newbury. I say only because uh, I don't think he's um, got the form in the book uh, as, as, as it stands uh, that others have. But um, the time figure that he produced that day when he won at the Barcher track was exceptionally good, suggesting to me that he could easily be up to this kind of level. And the form has worked out really well. There's been three uh, subsequent winners out of that race. They finished third, I think, 10th and 11th, respectively. Um, so I'd be... More than keen, uh, more than confidence of nominating him and putting him up forward as a as an each way alternative to War Rooms, even though he's only rated 87. I think he's a good bit better than that. Uh, certainly, connections feel that way as well. They could have easily gone down a slightly easier route, but they've uh, decided to roll the dice at pattern level third to full time up. So those would be the blowing uh, uh, that mark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, War Rooms would be the number one choice, but Dancing Gemini hot on his heel behind. War Rooms is 130. That's best price and standout price as well with William Hill, 11 to 4, with most other other firms up on the grids. Dancing Gemini is 10 to 1. That's with Labrooks. Again, a short 7 to 1 elsewhere. So, you know, with both of those selections, really profiting if you make sure you check your, your checker grid and, and shop around for the best prices, do against the field. Um, presumably, you'd be, you'd be a winner only War Rooms and, and just Dancing Gemini each way or, or the winner only the pair. Um, I might go win. I probably have a point win the one, half a point win the other. That's the way I, I tend to sort of um, stake my, um, my my sort of strategy in, in races like that when I've got a couple against the field. Um, but yeah, I, I'd, I'd be uh, I'd be disappointed if one of those two, two don't give us a big shout. Right, lovely uh, war rooms and dancing Gemini there in the one fifty. Uh, on to the uh, two twenty five, the five furlong uh, flying chilled estates. Uh, Big Evs is the seven to two favourite ahead of uh, Inquisitively at nine to two. Flora of Bermuda six to one. Uh, Killian thirteen to two. Valiant Force is uh, twelve to one, alongside Malk, uh, Francis Maynell fourteen to one, Zulu Chief fourteen to one, Graceful Thunder fourteen to one, Toka Madeira eighteen to one, Fool's Gold twenty five to one, and Rosario forty to one here. Uh, Twelve runners, most firms already paying four places. Skybet already paying five. Andy, how do you play this? Yeah, I think the ground's going to be the key issue here. Um, it might just be a bridge too far, maybe for Big Evs again. I know he got away with it at, um, at Goodwood in the Malcombe, um, but um, second time around against a better field, a stronger field than he took on in the Malcolm for me, he might just come unstuck. And plus the fact that he was disappointing last time out on ground that he should have been um, a bit more productive on, let's say, in the Nunthorpe, um, definitely um, 
puts me off him at the prices, I'd say. Inquisitively as well, a uh, nice horse that's going forward in a rush, but all form so far today, three runs have all been on fast ground. So they take a huge chunk out of the market. And I think we've, we're going to get some better value looking further down the list. I think Flora Bermuda is a standout one for me here, George. Really good winner at Goodwood on soft ground. She quickened up uh, very well that day. From an outside peg, she's drawn two, I think, of something like 12 or 13 runners. And it definitely paid to be on the stand side rail, but she managed to get over and across. And in the end, beat Juniper Berry is very, very comfortable. Now, Juniper Berry has subsequently gone on to prank the form in no uncertain terms when she won the um, uh, the Dick Pool last week, if you recall, mm. at Salisbury, winning a Group 3 on that occasion. So I think she's got the best form in the book coming into this on soft ground. I'd slightly forgive her a run as well in the um, in the big group too at um, uh, York last time out. She got there travelling really well at the furlong pole in the race that was ultimately won by uh, Relief Rally. That was the lower of the stakes. She just didn't quite see out the trip on the ground. It was seven, six furlongs. It was fast ground. I think the combination of those two factors definitely paid to get played against her. But back over five, straight flat five, nicely drawn in the centre of the field. Her cruising speed should get her there, challenging at the furlong pole. And I see her being a big player in this um, uh, group too. And around about six to one, as you uh, mentioned, just a second or two ago, I think that's a decent each-way price for uh, Andrew Baldwin's Philly. Yeah, six to one, that's a bet three, six, five. William Hill, bet Victor, uh, Labrooks and Parry Match. Uh, all, most of those paying four places. If you want the five places at the moment, you have to go to Sky Bet over five to one. Um, but I'm sure a couple more may open up bigger uh, later on. Uh, onto the big race on the card on the Saturday. It's the Doncaster Cup, where Coltrane is the six to four favourite ahead of Trushan um, at fifteen to eight. Sweet William four to one, Broom eleven to one, the Grand Vizier fifty to one. And Andy is is Trushan going to get his ground? Well, he's going to get his ground, but whether he's as good as he was, I don't really know because he's had his ground a couple of times um, since missing like the Ascot Gold Cup, I think two years in a row, and he hasn't quite. Mm got to the heights that he was when he was a four and five year old when I think he was in the peak of his powers. He's, he's had his wing tinkered with. He hasn't run for 135 days. So they're going to hope and that all that remedial work is going to um, um, work the oracle, so to speak. Uh, he got beaten in this race last year, if you recall, at two to five, I think it was, or two to seven, something it's like two that. Two to nine. Caught, two to nine, God. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm um, making that performance an even worse one yeah. than it, it should have been. Um but yeah, Coltrane beating fair and square on the day, I thought. Um, and I think Coltrane, at the peak of his powers, might just be good enough to beat him again. He's such an admirable horse, Coltrane. We've talked about him mm. many times, haven't we, on these podcasts, you know, at Ascot and Goodwood. And he always just turns up and runs his race. And that's exactly what he did last time when, when he won at York. Um, he just, you know, he always puts a good shift in. He's about as reliable as you can get at these kind of events. So I think because of that, I'd prefer to put him up than Trush. I know you are taking a little bit of a chance with. Obviously, the fly in the arm is going to be Sweet William, who sometimes was a disappointing favourite in the year. Well, let's face it, he did finish second behind Absurd, but many did think that he was very well handicapped off the mark of 99. He's now got to run against confirmed older, more established stayers. Um, if he is to sort of um, get in amongst this kind of like uh, cup level that um, I think he'll probably find himself in now for the next couple of seasons. Um, so as it stands at the moment, Obviously, he could easily be the new kid on the block, St. William, uh, Sweet William, but I think Coltrane sets a really high high bar and hopefully he'll repeat his victory um, from 12 months ago under conditions that will suit. Yeah, Sweet William, the four-year-old, is 4-1 to one and had a standout with Hills. Everyone else, 7-2, basically across the board. Train 6-4, to four, uh, Bet365, Hills, Bet Victor Coral 
and a few others up on the grid as well. Um, so Coltrane, uh, the selection for Andy at six to four uh, negatives around Trushan's chances. Move on to Saturday now and uh, kicking off with the one. The, the Chamber, uh, uh, Rosalian is the eight to 15 favourite ahead of Iberian at seven to two. Mountain Bear, 14 to one. Sunway, 16 to one. And Power Mode, 40 to one. A little trappy little affair this, Andy. Can you find us uh, a bet? Yeah, not much of a betting heat, really, unfortunately, because I do like Rosalian. I think he's the best cult that we've seen so far this side of the Irish Sea. Um, you know, to have Henry Longfellow and City of York flying the flag for uh, Bally Doyle. Um, and I think Rosalian could be sort of talked upon in, in those kind of glowing terms, the way he won last time on Ascot. Hugely impressive the way he bounded clear to win that listed race. Uh, certainly, you know, suggesting that you know, sort of group races could be well within his grasp further down the line. It's just the ground, really, with him that tempers my enthusiasm to say that he's a good thing at the price. I think he's the most likely winner, granted, but um, uh, I think it'd be a little bit foolhardy of me to suggest we'll be piling in at 8 to 15. I do mm. like Iberian as well. I think he's a he's another horse um, on the improve, and at least he's got form with a little bit of cutting the ground at uh, Goodwood when he finished second to Hartem, of course, in, uh, in in a similar level to the one he takes on 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 Saturday, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a nice watching race. Um, and I think we're going to learn a bit for the future, but um, I think Brazilian will probably win it if he handles a ground, but that's about as much as I want to be saying. Uh, 8-15. So no, no bet race, really. It's a no bet for Not me, right? Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be irresponsible for me to say he's a great bet because if, yeah. if he'd handled soft ground before and I knew that, you know, that was going to be a, a factor which he ticked, then fine. But um, yeah, and, until he goes on it, he's proven himself on it. It's probably just, best to watch him win and stay a little bit cautious and, and, and maybe just avoid that 8 to 15 shot. There'd be, there'd be better 8 to 15 shots um, over yeah. the course of the weekend than him. So on to the 3 o'clock then, which is the park stakes uh, over 7 furlongs. Hopefully we can find a bit of juice here. Six runners. Uh, Spycatcher is the 13 to 8 favourite ahead of Audience at 3 to 1. Sandrine, 4 to 1. Biggles is 6 to 1. Jumby, 12 to 1. Pogo uh, at the bottom, 25 to 1, Andy. Yeah, real strong choice here um, for Spycatcher. He's very much ground dependent, George. Um, they mm. kind of avoid fast ground when they can. They've, ended, they've had him entered up in many, many races over the course of the season, but they tend to plot their course and just go for the, where the ground takes them. I still can't believe he got beat it last time out in the pre-Moister pre, uh, Geese. I backed him that day. I think I took something like five to two, and he went off five to four, six to four, and he got to the front, and I thought, oh, we're in here, and then... Along came that pesky French horse, King Gold, and come picked his pocket. I actually thought he'd won in the photo, but it went the way of the French uh, um, horse. Uh, but that was another good run by Spycatcher, um, supplementing his victory the time before at the same track at Group 3 level. Um, he uh, very much needs uh, sef- seven furlongs for me rather than six, six and a half. Um, so everything looks set fair for him, really. Um, he's got form here at the track as well at Doncaster, which ticks that particular box. Um, you'd have to go back a long way f- to find that run, but it, it's still there on his CV. So everything about this race sets up perfectly for him. He's going to get a good pace to run out, and imagine with with uh, Pogo in the race, uh, should allow um, Clifford Lee to track him through and hopefully pick his pocket. Healthy respect for Audience and Sandream, who've got form in their own right at this level, but not not to the level that Spycatcher's got, Group One level um, on 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 this kind of ground. So um, yeah, he he'd be one of the stronger choices. Put it this way, I think he's a better better thirteen to eight. Than Brazilian at eight to fifteen in the first. Spycatcher, strongest selection there from Andy, thirteen to eight. That's a standout price with Coral 
as it stands right now, six to four is kind of market price across the board there uh, for Star, for, sorry, for Spycatcher and Carbuck. Um, finally, then, last uh, race we'll be previewing is, of course, the big one of the weekend. It is the St. Ledger, uh, and Arrest is the 130 favourite with Frankie booked, a continuous four to one second favourite alongside Gregory at the same price. Desert Hero, five to one. Middle Earth, eight to one. Tower of London, 12 to one. A chess piece, also 12 to one. Uh, Alexandropolis, uh, 28 to one. And Denmark, 50 to one, Andy. Uh, nine runners for the ledger. How do you see this? Do you think the market's got it right uh, after final decks? Um, yeah, possibly. I think the, the, the betting and, and the, the jockey bookings has very much dictated how the prices go now. We had a uh, continuous course favourite. Um, prior to, so we had Gregory favourite prior to um, Frankie jumping ship, presumably because of the ground. Um, he's, he's got to make a decision and he's called it as it stands, which is very much in the favour of arrest. You know, three of the four times that he's won have all had the word soft in the going description, including last time out, of course. Whereas Gregory, um, who he piloted in, in the Voltager, hasn't yet run on ground, likely to be as soft as what it is going to be over the weekend. Of course, there are more rain showers uh, forecast. So I think he's probably on the balance, made the, the right call. Um, and I think he'll probably go off even shorter than that because a lot of punters all get behind him. It's his last ride in a classic. He's got he's riding a, a high profile horse for powerful connections. So I do think that 130 might be under pressure. I think he'll probably go off more five to two. Um doesn't mean to say we should dismiss Gregory totally out of hand because I didn't think he got a particularly great ride in the Voltager when he was ridden a little bit too more aggressively. He certainly played into the hands of the horses that were ridden off the speed, i.e. continuous, who um is a very solid horse and I presume Ryan Moore will choose him. Um, of the Aidan O'Brien horses. It should be run at a strong run race. I think we need to mention that as well. Aidan, of course, has got uh, horses that he can rely on here to ma- perhaps make the pace, um, such as Denmark and Alex uh, Dropolis, the top one. Um, so I think we're going to get a well-run uh, legend. That, I think, will suit my selection in this race, uh, which I'll get on to now. It's Desert Hero. Um, this also could be a very momentous occasion. Of course, the... Uh, that King and Queen's colours haven't been carried to victory in the classics since Dunfermline uh, mm. won this um, uh, very race many, many years ago. It's been a long time between drinks, but I do think they've got a genuine contender here in the shape of uh, this one of the Sea of the Stars, who's very much worked his way through the ranks. Uh, he won at Royal Ascot, only winning a handicap on that occasion, if you recall, but he made the um, seamless step up to Patton Company pretty uh, readily, I thought, when he uh, took the Gordon Stakes at um, Goodwood handling softer ground as well which i think is important and everything about him is really likable he settles he switches off he gives himself a chance to get home and i think actually the the extra two films will really suit william haggis's three-year-old not saying the others won't but i think he's unexposed at the trip let's say um we, we don't really know how how good he can be but either way you strip it down i think he's got a good draw pace will suit him um track will suit him fine and at five to one i think he said five to one didn't you uh, five to one top price. Um, that like strikes me as been a decent each way bet. Playing each way. Oh yeah, absolutely that kind of price. Yeah, it just suits me down the ground. I'd imagine one or two firms will be betting four, four places as well on um, come the weekend. Yeah, indeed. Uh, there we go. Desert Hero, the selection for Andy, having won at Goodwood last time and at Royal Ascot prior to that. 
progressive horse and Andy's selection for the big one on Saturday. Got a bit of trivia for you, Andy. A friend of mine sent me a message this morning saying yeah. that if Arrest uh, is sent off favourite on Saturday and is beaten, it'll be the first horse to have been sent off favourite for the Derby and the Ledger and be beaten in both since which horse? Oh, that's, that's, yeah, way beyond my pay grade, that one, yeah. Go on. Tour in 1996, Andy. I thought you'd know that. 90, no, no, that's, <laughs> no, that's not, wasn't on the tip of my tongue, that one. So, so that again, you I, say Arrest was favourite for the Derby and for the... And for the, and for the Ledger, and gets beat to be the first horse to be, to be fouled for both and be beaten both. Right, interesting. It's niche. I think my friend needs to get a life. But I, I hope maybe you'd surprise us all. By... Yeah, I, I, the only reason I was I was half going to query that because I, I I can't recall Arrest being favoured. Of course he was. He sent a favourite in the end, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, good bit of good bit of um, good bit of knowledge that. I think I think that's uh, using the word good quite liberally um, around around that. Uh, but there you have it. Uh, Arrest is not the selection. Desert Hero is the selection for Andy in the St. Ledger. Um, and that is our final race we're covering on this Doncaster preview. Uh, thank you very much to Andy, as ever, for sharing his tips and insights. Uh, apologies for the trivia. I'll work on it next week. I'll find something better for you. And um, thank you very much to you guys all for watching or listening to the show. Um, make sure you do download the Odds Checker app for the best prices. Book your offers free bets. And Andy's tips straight to the app every single morning of racing. Uh, we'll be back soon. So keep your eyes peeled on the Odds Checker YouTube channel. Subscribe there. You can find episodes of Racing Weekly on Monday and plenty more um, racing uh, pods as we go. And also there should be a Ryder Cup uh, preview coming up fairly soon uh, with myself and Nile Lyon. So keep your eyes peeled for that. In the meantime, enjoy the racing and please do ensure that you're gambling responsibly.